This is your daily reminder that no matter how tired you are, no matter how little the parking spots are used in your place of business, don't park like a tool. Please. AJ McCall at VFX. Have you seen the Park Narc nominees this week? Nominee number one. The lines are wrong. I'll fix it. Obviously. If you look at this picture, by the way, somebody sent me a message to clarify that it is in the parking lot across the street from the mall over by uh, Charlie's Ice Cream. So uh, that's where this picture that's was not taken. Even that big. Oh wait, it's that not. It's a small parking okay. lot. Okay, but so yeah, it's not a big parking that's, lot. That's why it's so atrocious. Because this, what? Yeah, this PT cruiser has decided, as opposed to pulling into the spots, to pull across the spots mm-hmm. because they think that it would be more efficient to park that way. Apparently, then nominee number two, this one. Who boy? Yeah. <laughs> Optimal shade. It has been dubbed. But there's so many subtitles to what is happening in this movie disaster. There's a there's a red curb. It's a fire curb. Mm-hmm. It's parked up on the grass, on the curb, and it's got its front right tire just like, just seeing how the asphalt feels. Just reaching over and be like, dip, see dip, the little waterfront. No, no, I'll stay on the grass. Yeah. How, why, there's, there's plenty of gray curb. To be parked along outside of this red curb, it just managed to find a way to put its entire vehicle pretty much where it's not supposed to be. And I'm talking about the red curb part, not even up on the grass. That is a whole other discussion to have. There's just a whole lot of what the heck's going on in this one. Yeah, all of those questions. Make sure you vote. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Friday, we'll find out which U-Dub the worst parking spot in Cash Valley, who, of course, win the Narker, who did their good job of spotting terrible parking up clean up the valley. They'll win, and they'll punch their stub into the tournament happening, of course, later this year of the worst parker of 2021. If you see terrible parking, take a picture, send it to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Utah's VFX. As we found out yesterday, there's... The list of things that stress people out seemingly in terms of seriousness seems to drop off pretty quick. Of course, there's the, the, the big ones. But then when it's like stain on your shirts in the top 30 things that stress people out the most in life, it's like, okay, good, good time to just realize life's not bad. The interesting question to ask is what is the tiny thing that stresses you out? Because for whatever reason, I think everybody has their weird little thing. Just tiny, tiny, but it gets to them. No, can't handle it. Well, the 30 most stressful things in life, the list kind of fell off pretty quickly in terms of the level of severity, it seemed, that those things would carry across the board for everyone. AJ McCall on VFX. The really interesting question that we didn't get to yesterday is what is the small thing that stresses you out? What is uniquely your freak out factor? Because for me, I'm always terrified. I'm just terrified my phone is listening, whether it's okay, Google deciding to snap on whenever it wants or my phone randomly deciding to auto-call people, which I don't even know if it has the feature of voice calling. I'm sure it does, but I've never used it. But I'm always terrified that it's just going to start calling people. And I'm be like, wait how, wait, how long were you in my pocket? Always terrified. I hate to break to you, but your phone totally is. Like, the other day. Always listening. Yeah, the other day, Dustin and I were out back, and we were just chatting about a piece of machinery, a piece of equipment that we had talked about buying Right. Like, yeah, I don't know, maybe six months ago. And we thought, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, we'd love this. Blah, blah, blah. Ta-da. Advertisement. 
darn you, Facebook. The internet for sure is definitely listening because there's been plenty. There's not even not even conversations. McCall had an ice cream once. I did that. She did her whole thing, her campaign with, and all that. I I don't even think we really talked. Like you just said, it was good or something. That Mm -hmm. was it. And then all of a sudden, my Instagram was like, "Hey, this ice cream's pretty good." Here it is. Showed me the ads. No, I agree. Also, for someone, I'm definitely one of those people that's an empty tanker when it comes to gas. I will run it all the way down before I fill it up. However, I somehow managed to juxtapose that, like Ashley trust has the immense faith in her little warning that has tells her like you have 40 miles left because her car doesn't tell it counts down it'll tell you the miles you have left based on the way you're driving but once you get to like 40 miles it says low fuel which to me seems counterintuitive Mm -hmm. like let me see what the miles are i don't i i free if i get down to that point like we're on a road trip and i've misjudged when i needed to stop i i freak out i do not trust that low fuel things i'm like who knows maybe it did its math wrong i do my math wrong all the time true i do not trust that sensor um my oil light came on this morning as i was driving into work any light coming on on my car panic instant panic oh yeah mine is just for plain ignorance like i don't know what that means but i know it's not good i had to send dustin a text i was like yo my light came on what does this mean and he was like check your oil level I was like, okay, what, what, this is what it said on now. It's like, we probably need to change your oil. I was like, okay, all right, great. Uh, no one would turn down the opportunity to be one of those television judges. They make bank on top of that. Uh, you know, we, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta break in. You can't just be like, all right, put me on. You gotta, you gotta you know, slide your way in there. So the am I a jerk court was in session yesterday with a couple of listeners that had called left us voicemails because they were completely convinced of their innocence. Was that the case? How far do you have to go when it comes to a truck to letting people use it to move? Because we know what the societal agreement is. I'm just saying there's nobody that would turn down the dream job of being one of those TV judges. Have you seen the type of money that Judge Judy rakes in? Dude, bank. AJ and McCall for the Automatrix Group debated eight on VFX. Court is in session. Couple of listeners wanted to plead their case via voicemail. They were so desperate to get our attention, so we're happy to do so. We got you. So Ronnie uh, is next up in the court of "Am I a Jerk?" Ronnie, what's going on? Hey, so uh, my new neighbor asked me if he could borrow my truck to move something, and this is my, only my second conversation with this guy. I don't know this dude at all, and I happen to love my expensive truck, <laughs> so I told him no. And my girlfriend thinks this makes me look like a big old jerk. No. You're not a jerk. All you, McCall. No. All you. You're not a jerk. Okay? Like, I understand. Hey, can I borrow your truck? No. No, man. How many times is it that you could walk up to somebody else and be like, yo, can I borrow your car? AJ, will you let me borrow your car? No. Yeah, but we know each other. I mean, I was going to say, my brother won't let family members drive, drive, drive his vehicle. No. And, you know, this this guy, I don't think that you're a jerk at all for saying, no, you can't borrow my truck. You know, if you no. said, hey, is there, a, you know, could I help you? Because I'm sure you're you're a helpful human being. Yeah, that, that would change like, that. Totally you, different question. I, I'm sure you're a helpful human being. If this guy had come up to you, your neighbor had come up to you and said, hey, is there a way that I could, you know, pay you for your services? Could I get your help on X, Y, Z? Yes. But just to come over and be like, yo, can I borrow your truck? No. no. You can't. Hey, can I come in and borrow your blanket inside of your house? I'll probably never return it. No. Like, trucks are expensive. And right now, like, 
thinks are ridiculous trying to like get if you have any sort of an issue with your truck, say you need a repair on your truck. There are so many parts and stuff that are back ordered that it's like they're talking six months to a year before you're even going to get your car out of your truck out of the shop with stuff. So you can't risk that. You can't risk it. No, you're not a jerk. I mean, the answer to the question, am I a jerk, is yes. The neighbor that asked, can they borrow your truck after having talked to you once before is, in fact, a jerk. Because who has the audacity to wander up to basically a complete stranger and ask, can I borrow your vehicle? Not, can you help? Is it yeah. possible that you can help me move? I'll pay it. No. Right. Can if, I borrow your... No! If that were the question, if the question were, hey, is there a way that I could... You know, rent your service. Basically, could I could I Something. rent your vehicle or buy us dinner? At whatever least, to help me move. Yeah, That's could I could I get your help? We all know totally the agreement. Different. You have someone that lets you, you lets you borrow their truck in terms of they come along and let you use it for its services to move stuff. Yeah, the societal handshake agreement for a very long time is you got to at least buy them dinner. Or a tank of gas, depending on where you're going. I mean, I would hope that you would do that at least, but yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know, with the the price of gas at the moment, there are a lot of people who are like, (laughs) nah, man. No, that's fair. I'd rather buy you dinner. It'll be cheaper. That's totally fair. That's the societal agreement. You don't get to be like, hey, can I borrow the... No, you don't get to do that. Let me borrow your $70,000 truck. Thanks. Completely, (laughs) completely in the right here. You are not a jerk. Agreed. Also, fair point to add to that, as someone who doesn't drive trucks, I mean, it's it's an adjustment. You go to a bigger car, like I drive a little Nissan Sentra, but you go to like one of those wider cars, that's an adjustment. You go to a truck, like I, the power goes to your head. You're like, I am invincible in this thing. It's true. And I don't think you would feel comfortable with some stranger feeling that behind the wheels of your truck. No. So, no. Neither of the listeners yesterday were jerks. We were on both sides. Completely agree. Get to play again today because, uh, unfortunately, a friend of mine has accused me of being a jerk because, well, time slips away for me. You reach out to a friend, and all of a sudden, apparently, I'm squeezing it in right in the nick of time. That's all to come a little bit later. Before that, though, we got to get to some ridiculous stories from Florida. Well, at least one is. Yeah, exactly. Bad habits lead to Florida or not. That's how we got here. Yep. AJ and McCall at VFX for the Stranger Bridgeland Pair X Florida or not. Three headlines, please. Okie dokie. Headline number one. Some guy got arrested after a dispute over whether to watch Monk or cartoons. Yep. I mean, there's a big difference there. I've seen Monk. My brother loves that show. It's not It's not bad. Sure. Yeah. But, wait, like, just DVR or half an hour. Because I think it's half an hour. Half an hour of this, and then half an hour cartoons. Go back and forth. Not that hard. Compromise. Shouldn't shouldn't be. So there's story one. Story number two. Police caught a serial pooper. Funny joke. Uh, actually, the authority said that she was actually their number two suspect. <laughs> True story. <laughs> After what does it say about the guy that was the number one suspect oh, that wasn't the guy? He, he falsely accused himself on social media. So there's uh there's that's, story that's story two. Whole thing. Oh yeah, and then story number three. An armed thief tried to rob a uh uh shop. And then got beaten with a toy. (laughs) Not good. There you go. Three crazy stories. You ain't walking that one off. No, you're not. I I don't know if there's like a fraternity or whatever. Just get together of like people are like, hey, let's learn from our mistakes or whatever. But man, that's bad. Yes, it is. (laughs) I don't think there's any coming back from being falsely accused of being a, quote, serial pooper. No. 
like heaven forbid it's someone that actually knows you and is like, look, I got to do the right thing. Like I know, I know we all love Dexter, AJ McCall VFX, but this is totally Jack. It has to be. Could you even imagine afterwards? Sorry, man. I just thought that it was. How dare you? We're not talking anymore. There's no way. Yeah, do you apologize or do you lean even harder? Be like, look, be honest with yourself, oh, man. Well, right. I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know which way you go with that one. <laughs> that being said, I think we know which way we're initially leaning right here, Ian. When we when it comes to the three Florida not stories. Okay, we're gonna say number two. Oh, Ooh, you fancy. automatically like number. Okay, look. I, let's just let's just hear the full stories just in case, and then if okay. you still think it's two, we'll go with two. Okay, three full stories, please, McCall. Okay, so we got story number one. Two men in their 50s got into a fight at an assisted living facility when one of them wanted to watch Monk, and the other one wanted to watch cartoons. So the Monk fan whacked the other guy with his cane and got charged with uh, with battery because it was an aluminum cane that he whacked him in the head with. I mean, I, I, never, I never got the cane as a kid, but I've, I've heard stories. Those things aren't... They're not forgiving. Look, I guess that I guess that Edward got it started by driving his motorized scooter into this guy's leg, which is then why he swung his cane in self-defense, which led to a battery charge. Uh, the, because the police... The is police, the other guy going to hit and run? Basically, must have. They found him in his room. The police didn't buy it, though. So Glenn got charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. His mugshot, he looks angry. Let's just solve it a very... Constructive way, motorized car jousting. Let's yes. do it. Then we then we got story number two. Police caught a serial pooper. The authorities said that she was the number two suspect after some person was falsely accused on social media. Like, why in the why in the world was it that this guy got accused that's, on social media? A, that says a lot about whatever someone they unless they're just doing it to be a jerk. They are. But I mean it says a lot about what someone thought about that guy. They, they said the toilet paper is the calling card on this one. So I, this is the lamest Batman villain I know. ever. It's it's terrible. And then we've got story three, which involves a guy who tried to rob a shop on Saturday, but the woman working the register chased him away by beating him over the head with a toy. Quote so, unquote. yeah. So there you go. Um, you walk at that one off. And we really hope that this is like real and not staged because it's kind of like a hilarious story. So there you go. Three crazy stories. Yeah, oh, publicity. Good for one and two things and home defense. Uh, so the only thing that gives me pause because I hear you. I, I mean, two is a hilarious story, especially to get the fact that someone was accused of being a serial pooper. Like that makes it even more hilarious. But the thing that gives me pause, I think it's the same thing that gives you pause is the fact that they were clearly seemingly senior citizens in uh, story number one. And you know, it's Florida. Yeah. Uh, um, I think we're going to go with two. Sticking with two. All right, McCall. Is it the now worst villain in the Batman universe, the serial pooper? It's not. I'm sorry. That that one happened, man. Get this, AJ. Indiana. It's where AJ's from. That's why it's hilarious. We needed that on our reputation. It's from Indiana. That's (sighs) right. I'm so sorry. I wonder if I know the person who was falsely accused. That'd be hilarious, actually. Thanks, guys. Dory, Ian, you can't play again tomorrow. You know, in fact, I vow, Ian, if you play again tomorrow, which you can, we will win. Yeah. Unfortunately, no dubs today on Florida Not on VFX. Uh, was it story number one? Ian it asked at the, at the end. We're, I was busy focusing on the shame for my home state. It was, as a matter of fact, story number one. So. Dang. It did. Been involved, then it would have been a no-brainer. I know. I'm sorry. So obviously, there's no coming back. No. 
from being accused of being a serial pooper. Like, you, you just, identity change, you got to get a haircut, dye your hair, all that. You got to do all that, right? Right. That would be understandable. Apparently, apparently, according to a doctor, when it comes to a certain vaccination, people have decided, eh, I think it's time to, to don't a fake mustache. What? Everyone at some point's fascinated with the concept of being a spy, but more so, I think, out of fun than necessity. Yeah. However, apparently in the state of Missouri, it's become, quote unquote, a necessity. Oh. AJ McCall at VFX, a doctor in rural Missouri, says that people have been showing up in disguises to get the COVID vaccine because they don't want their friends and family to find out. It's become common enough issue that the hospital offers vaccinations in private rooms now so they don't have to worry about it. Crazy. Right? Okay. My question is, if... For whatever other reason, who's to say, not here to judge or turn anybody in, but if you had to go in disguise for just a day in Cash Valley, like you want to sneak around, I don't know, observe something, whatever you want to do, how well do you think you could disguise yourself? Um, I don't know. I feel like people are so caught up in themselves, they wouldn't be paying attention to me anyway. I generally do think that's the case, which would give you some leeway. Mm -hmm. It helps that your hair is also not... A standoutish color. Correct. It's just blonde right that now. Would generally help. So if I were to like wrap my hair up, I think I could. I think I could contour my face enough, makeup wise, to disguise myself. Does good work. And so I think I could probably do that, and then probably just pull my hair up into like a, like a tight bun, because normally I do like a messy bun. But if I did like a tight bun, pulled it up, pinned it back, and wore like a hat. I think I I'd be okay. I'm glad you said the hat because I was just thinking to myself, how many times in movies, like the Avengers Infinity War comes and they're like, we got to go into disguise. And they're like, we're just going to wear a ball cap really low. And everybody's like, nobody's going to suspect. Dude, it totally works. I mean, if it does, it does. I just, it cracks me up because I'm like, that's what we got. All this, that's what we're going All for? this makeup stuff that you could do to like change the shape of your face or all that. And they're like, ball cap down low. See, I mean, that, I, that's, I think you're right that generally people aren't paying a close enough attention that uh -huh. as long as you put in a little bit of effort, I think it could go a long way. I think by virtue of just not wearing hoodies and shorts, people be like, nah, I don't, nah, I don't think that's, that's AJ. AJ. I don't think so. True. He didn't, he didn't dress like that. True. Nah, nah, that's weird. It was weird. It, I mean, it was definitely doppelganger. I'll text in the show later, 68255. The number to text, start your text with VFX, but nah, I don't think so. But yeah, I think McCauley, you could just totally chameleon your way through mm -hmm. the entire valley if you decided to. I could. So everybody fear that. Good she luck. could definitely do that. Prep yourself. It's all coming. The, <laughs> all the talk of the Olympics going on, and somehow there's not a mention of what is obviously the most challenging event that someone has ever undertaken. Or the craziest. I can't decide. Okay. You know, it's one thing to be in one of those giant hamster balls and run at each other at full speed or or decide to turn yourself into a bowling ball, but little did I think, I'm gonna take this sucker across the ocean. Yeah. That's next. <laughs> VFX. It's interesting how I think in the big open vastness of the ocean, claustrophobia would kick up even more. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to rank yourself one to ten on how claustrophobic you think you are, where would you fall? Probably pretty high if I start thinking about it. Okay. Not going to go well then. AJ McCall at VFX, because I would say low end, but if you were to put me in an enclosed hamster ball, then tell me to run across the ocean. I'd cry. Yeah, yeah, I think it would set in more and more the further away you got from the shore that you just left. You'd be like, this is the only space that I can occupy. And then also giant squid, sharks, you know, the normal stuff. You know, basic. So, for what it's worth, the guy from Florida is trying to raise money for charity. And as I said, how is it with the Olympics going on? We're not talking about this amazing feat he's trying to pull off. In, I, I said hamster ball. I guess it's better described as a hamster wheel. 
It's basically it looks like a big piece of plastic that looks like it's floatable, and then on the outside you've got the paddles like on a like on a steamboat mm-hmm. with buoys. Mm-hmm. And his idea is basically walk himself from Florida to Bermuda, and he's doing it to try and raise money for charity. Now I pulled up the map. That is one thousand and fifty-one miles. That's a lot. Not to mention, I don't know if people remember. I think Bermuda part of the Bermuda Triangle. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty confident with that. And not great things happen there. Right. In terms of stuff that's on the water or planes. How do that's you, the air. How do you even stay like on course? Seriously, when you're walking, it's like how do you stay on course? Uh, I think that's the, yeah. I can't really tell. Oh look, the sun's going down, so I know what direction I'm going now. Okay, great. <laughs> I've been going the wrong direction for how many miles? I don't know. He's got one of those watches that you got. It's like he's just tracking it on his phone. <laughs> my compass. Yeah. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah. I mean, maps. Uh, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be smarter to look, like the Cuba's four hundred and eighty-five miles? Just go there. The Bahamas, which are lovely, two hundred thirteen miles. Maybe start with something smaller. Just a thought, because like every what is it, every year there's someone who tries to swim from Florida to Cuba and they never may able to do that. Now, granted, you don't have this floaty where I guess if he's like, all right, Fiverr, take taking a, a nap. Down. But the other thing is too. So, again, it's like a little plastic tube, like a cylinder. It's got uh, the buoys on the side with paddles so he can walk himself or whatever. But, like, we've all been stuck in cars with the windows up. Like, today, we'll go out to our cars in the middle of the day, right? It won't even be hot, hot yet. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, oh, i got to run out the window. You imagine that? He's, like, going to cook himself if he walks a 1,000 miles. I wonder if it's, like, open-ish, though. It's tough to tell from this You know, because I feel like it would have to be in order to get air circulating and, you know, not That's suffocating. Fair. Somehow, I mean, it wrote it. Yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah. But it's got to be, like, hot in there. Yeah. Because it's platinum. I mean, kudos. Again, kudos. And it's, give it its proper due. Let's put this Let's put this somewhere in the Olympics. Let's see. We're, we're going to give everybody 35 seconds. Oh, you get your own thing. Let's see who can run the farthest into the ocean. Perfect. Then we'll send out jet skis to track you down. It'll be a whole thing. Crushed it. Frankly, I don't know how this isn't on uh, Comedy Central on all the shows they do with Tosh and, you know, that Johnny Knoxville show. Do this. Put this guy there. Give him his yeah. love. Yeah. Speaking of the Olympics, I think there's been one thing that's made quite, been made quite evident about being successful, which we will get to, because Would You Rather Wednesday will allow you to achieve something amazing. But to me, one of them has a double-edged sword that's not talked about enough. There's no denying that being named a gold medal winner at the Olympics is a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And you'll be remembered in history as a great athlete or in whatever you did. AJ and McCall on VFX. Now, I think it's come to light. Well, let's get to that. But there's another accomplishment out there that is really, I think, substantial as well, but obviously is not as well known because I think the one, if there's a downside to the fame that comes with the Olympics, if you are not one of a handful of faces, I don't know that many people know you. Like, mm-hmm. there's several swimmers that have won golds already that I, you may recognize one or two. There's one that has a super cool tattoo. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, generally, once we go back from the Olympics, we you may see a commercial or two, but it's not like Simone Biles or Phelps or Usain Bolt, right? They've been in all these commercials. Right. They became the superstars of the Olympics. Right. So with the Nobel Peace Prize, I mean, how many can you name? Mm, not many. I mean, like a handful of them. But there's no denying, obviously, that it's a great accomplishment. Right. Right. So, would you rather Wednesday, would you rather win a gold medal or the Nobel Peace Prize? I'm going to go with gold medal. See, now, that one I think is super interesting because there's uh, 
no taking away the accomplishment. You could compete, obviously, if you won a gold medal once, mm-hmm. probably within your four-year uh, age span, you probably compete again. There's something to that. I think what has come out to light, which is why I would pick the Nobel Peace Prize, is that there are expectations that come with it, not in terms of defending it, but expectations in the form of being taken for granted. Because when I think it comes to the United States, for a lot of stuff, I feel like they expect every, we, we as a country expect that, yeah, you're supposed to win a gold medal. It's the United States. We have a home to the greatest athletes. And if you don't, then everybody's upset about it. I, I kid you not, I literally just scrolled past someone who apparently works in our industry that posted a podcast that says that Team USA owes an apology to the American people because their one job is to go over there and get a gold medal, and it's centered around Simone Biles, which is disgusting. It is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. You know, at the end of the day, though, I would rather have the gold medal because uh, as much as I can be like, oh, the pressure and whatever doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, are you going across the seas or going literally anywhere to go and compete? No. I, think it's, I mean, that's fair for the criticism. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, they Agreed. go over there to do what they can and represent the country. It's, an, it's a whole it's a meatball thing. It's a it's a sports fan thing. And McCall has had plenty of experience dealing with fanatics. Yeah. Is what fan is short for. Nobel Peace Prize, I think, a great accomplishment. Not to say that, not to diminish the Olympics, but I think usually the Nobel Peace Prize, to me, is someone who likes to write, is something that sort of at least culturally or intellectually contributes to the fabric of society moving forward. Mm. And that speaks to me in terms of, and again, not to diminish the Olympic gold. It's a great accomplishment. I'm not Like, here, AJ, you could have this life where you're like, yeah, well, we got to turn that down. Right. No. But I think I would rather pick the Nobel Peace Prize. But I'm curious because obviously I think growing up a lot of people relate somehow or think in some form of, you know, famous athlete or musician. A little bit more FaceTime with your celebrity. Right. When again, as we both said, there's no denying that the Nobel Peace Prize is a great accomplishment and they're great people as well. So which would you pick? Being winning a gold medal, being an Olympic gold medal athlete, or winning the Nobel Peace Prize? Utah's VFX on our Instagram for the Thermo Fisher poll today. Which one would you choose? Yesterday, the Am I a Jerk Court was in session as a couple of listeners had situations like, please proclaim our innocence. It's going to be again. This time, though, I must courteously abstain because a friend accused me of being a jerk because I timed it perfectly that plans couldn't happen because I knew of a certain life event coming up with another friend of mine. I absolutely did not do that. Do we ever decide if we're getting a gavel or not? I don't think it was uh, put in the budget. <sighs> we ended up spending that budget elsewhere. Next year. AJ McCaw, VFX. Am I a jerk? Court is in session. So here's the deal. I've mentioned this before. I have a friend that I have a bad habit of losing track of time with. Mm-hmm. And so we get together because we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been several months. And then I'm out of sight, out of mind. And so I forget. And the next thing you know, it's been a handful of months. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to text him. And then we do it all over again. Uh-huh. Mostly my fault. Like 99% my fault. Very little theirs. So that happened. I saw them earlier this year and then got sidetracked because uh, some of the stuff was working, all this stuff going on. And though I, yesterday I've been thinking about it. And then yesterday I finally texted him like, hey, what is going on? So we're trying to set up plans, right? And um, they, uh, my friend, the married couple uh, are expecting and actually do really soon. I think they're entering the last month. Uh-huh. So trying to get something set up. I think we'll do something a little bit next month. We'll see how we get it sorted, sorted out. But I was telling another friend of mine, I was like, hey, so I don't know. If we're talking about plans or whatever, I'm like, okay, so I have this this weekend. We're going to Chicago. Oh, I'm supposed to hang out with my friend, blah, blah, blah. My friend says I'm a jerk. 
because since they're going in their last month, I perfectly timed this because they were pregnant last time I hung out with them so that it would be in this part where maybe I could earn the good graces of saying, hey, we should hang out while also taking in effect the fact that they probably may or may not cancel because, you know, they're getting ready to have a baby. Right. I was like, that didn't even cross my mind. Second of all, I don't even know if that's the case to me because I can see both cases. If you were a mom, pregnant mom that's getting ready to expect, I could see wanting to get out and do stuff because you're going to be preoccupied, obviously, with right. the kiddo. And I could see the other way. be like, look, I just leave me alone. I want to rest because I'm exhausted. I don't know which way it goes. I could see both arguments. But my friend was like, you're a jerk because you've set this up so that you could basically have a, a credit, get credit, basically, for trying to hang out with a friend right before they're expecting and probably get it canceled because, of course, they're expecting. I feel like your friend that says that you're a jerk probably sucks because if they're seeing it through that light, unless unless you've given them reason to feel like you only uh, capitalize on hanging out with people for the credit of it rather than actually doing it. So I feel like, depending on the situation, they could be a jerk or they could be valid. I don't really know. I, I don't think so. It was inadvertent. I just randomly was like, oh, hey, it's been a couple of months. And this is just the track record that I have with this, and I need to be better. And at least this time it didn't take a year and a half like it did, partially because of COVID. But I was, no, I was reaching out to them and trying to set something up. If it could have worked this weekend, it could have worked this weekend. Unfortunately, Ashley and I already had plans. I just thought that that was a real long jump for that one to be like, you set this up perfectly. You diabolically, you waited. You waited and you waited, and you were like, all right, one month out. Now I'm going to text just so I don't have to hang out with them. So that's the case where just not text them. Right. Like, why would I go out of my way to be like, hey, we should get together again? I just couldn't believe it was like, hey, you did this on purpose. You set up this diabolical plan so that you could get credit for being like, yeah, we should hang out. And then when it didn't work, oh, no, it's totally understandable. I'll see you in, you know, how, I don't know, three months, six months. Probably going to be preoccupied with the kiddo for a while. Right. However long. Right. That's ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, a neighbor's gone viral in a certain city because he has put together a list of 400 people banned from his property. Oh. Go through some of them because I think I think he's good. If he's really concerned about them visiting, I think odds are in his favor that he's going to be safe from them. I don't know that I've ever thought as far as, yeah, I'm going to ban someone from my property. Just even speaking it out loud. Maybe there's people that be like, eh, well, if I just don't know where I live, then they won't find me. Fair. AJ and McCall on VFX. But a, a neighbor has gone viral because he put together a list of 400 people that Whoa. he has on his door. People that are banned from coming to his house. That, of course, includes Oprah, Beyonce, the Kardashians, 50 Cent, Miley Cyrus, Samuel L. Jackson, Chicago people, the entire Saved by the Bell remaining cast. I'm fascinated to know why. Also, why do you think that they'd ever come to your door? I do, do, do think for the most part that he's safe of pretty much everyone that is listed on there from coming there. And according to the people that live next to him, in fact, a woman is the one that posted the picture that made it, that went viral, said that they call it the, uh, they call it the crazy neighbor, uncle crazy neighbors. It said that he's fine. He seems like a stable enough guy. He's just kind of a jerk. And apparently multiple neighbors have restraining orders against that guy for, quote, good reasons. That's insane. A little bit. You know, maybe if you start, maybe do some like internal reflecting, my friend. Question is, if you were to put together your own list in jest, who's not allowed at your house? Ooh. Mm. Let's see. Famous people that I don't like. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> good to start there. Yeah, good place. 
I'm just nervous that he's going to bring like some freaking Tyrannosaurus Rex head to my house. Let's be honest. Nicolas Cage is kind of quirky enough. He could wander his way into your house. I know. He may. He just That's fair. No, it's probably smart to put that one down somewhere. Pro- probably just sit on my couch and I'd walk in and I'd be like, what the heck? What are you doing on my couch? And he'd be like, I just figured I'd surprise people. Oh, I think this is a great idea. We're going to go steal the Declaration of Independence. Then I'd have to punch him in the face and walk out. So. <laughs> and I'd be, I'd be just because it's on my property and you weren't invited. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like you're like, all right, the dude has got fifty cents. What are the odds? Fifty cents, like zero percent, negative four thousand percent. I I can't rule out. There is at least one percent chance that that may happen. <laughs> With Nicolas Cage, I know just because it's Nicolas Cage. I know he's just so weird. He's just so weird. So basic, just that. That's that's about. It. I mean, just four hundred times Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I just feel like he'd bring like icky juju into my house too. Like, have to go in, turn my broom upside down, sage my house after he left, and chuck my crystals at him and be like, "Get out, get out, <laughs> go away." Like, but I I feel like he he would believe in that stuff. Like, he would want to have a conversation about those kinds of things. There's no way he's not into that stuff. Yeah, well, I'm sure he is, but the thing is, is that I don't want to have that conversation with him. Uh uh-uh. uh. This reminds me. Can't steal T Rex heads, man. I just decided this is what's going to happen. I don't know if anybody knows the comedian Nick Swartzen, but he's originally from Minnesota and he has this great story about he went and did a charity event in uh, Wisconsin uh-huh. and Aaron Rodgers was hosting the event and said, we ha- I have to meet you. Yeah. And and Nick Swartzen was like, well, you don't understand. I'm a Vikings fan. They're my rivals. I'm not going to do it because I'll like him and become best friends. And right. The organizer's like, no, no, no. He put on the whole event. You have to say hi right. to him. <laughs> he goes, he goes, so I meet him, and I like the guy, and we become best friends or whatever. That's what I picture now. McCall will meet Nicolas Cage, and she'll hate him. She'll hate him. And then he'll be like, hey, and he'll see your rock on your necklace, and then you'll just get in a conversation and be like, so we're friends now. But you'll no. say it begrudgingly because you never wanted to get there, but that's what happened. Ah, oh, he's got a stupid face. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> what, what is in a name? Except when it is the same as your kid. Listeners sent us a really interesting dating situation that I would have never put together in my wildest dreams. This is the craziest way, I think, to be quote-unquote broken up with. Oh. We all know how important it is to find your own unique baby name. You want to find it, you want to guard it closely and Mm -hmm. hope that no one else comes up with the same thing that you do. Yes. AJ and McCall for the Automatrix Group Debate Date, which is what makes this message really interesting. Hey, AJ McCall, see what you think about this one. I've heard you guys talk about dating stuff before. A few months ago, I joined Tinder and I matched with a woman who has a kid and I have a kid, which is great because as a single parent, a little background for you, trying to date someone without kids is tough because they never get how your kids will always come first. Right. Anyway, I met her for the first date and it's electric. She checks all the boxes. She's got a good job. No drama X. She's got a great sense of humor. It was great. We had a great second date, and I think things are going really well. Well, then we went on our third date. She mentioned something about her son and said that his name is Jackson. Well, my son's name is Jackson. When I tell her that, things start to get weird. She gets real standoffish, almost cold. At the end of the night, she tells me she doesn't think they should see uh, we should see each other anymore because she can't date someone who has a kid with the same name as her son. When I asked further, she said that if their relationship progressed and they got married, they couldn't have two Jacksons under the same roof. 
Initially, I thought she was nuts, but I guess I could sort of see her side. I mean, what do we call them? J1 and J2? What do you think? Um, I think that if it was serious enough, you guys could figure it out. Period. There's, I know there, there are a lot it of does, people who... Yeah. Um, I've had friends who have gotten married whose kids have been the same name. I hate to break it to you. Jackson's a very popular name. <laughs> like, I mean, A for creativity, I guess. But lots of people are named Jackson. <laughs> It does seem a bit trivial for that to be the hang-up. If, if you, you know, great sense of humor, you like each other's jobs, all, all right. that stuff, it seems a bit trivial to be, like, over a name. Right. To be, but like, done. There's, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. The only thing I can think is freaking out about having to explain to people why you have two kids named Jackson. But even then, it's like, because we both had kids and then we got married afterwards. It's very simple. I totally agree. Very That's simple. Th- trying to figure out what the reasoning would be. That is it. Granted, of course, we attack this from the side of having no kids whatsoever. So, Do you know how cool your kids would think it was, though, to have a brother named the true. same name? That'd be sweet. Oh, gosh. Especially since it's boys. Jackson! Wasn't me. <laughs> that I don't know. It's like having twins, but with names, and they just play all. Oh my! God. I like I said, I've known people who have had like kids that have the same names, and they've gotten together. Don't inevitably though. You maybe I'm wrong. Parents, correct me if if thus six eight two five five. The number to text start your text with VFX. Don't parents kind of inevitably come up with shorthand for their kids anyway? Like, they come up with little nicknames for them. Right. So one could be Jack, or one could be Jackson, or, you know, maybe somebody else has some other nickname. Like, my my stepdad calls my oldest oldest sister, he calls her Peanut. Right. That's her nickname. Totally random, but yeah. it makes sense. That's, that's the I, I don't I don't know the story. But, the, right. but my point is, though, maybe one of them gets a nickname, because so then does it really stick the fact that they have both the same name? Yeah. Just... I don't know. It's fascinating to me. But like I said, to start this whole thing off, if she was really serious about it, you guys would have found a workaround. I I agree. Second, different question, only because it's happened. Would it be weird for you to date someone who had the same name as a family member, a close family member? It'd be odd, yeah. When I was, my first two girlfriends in high school, the first one was named Janelle Second one was named Kayla. Mm-hmm. My mom's name is Janelle. My older sister's name is Kayla. Yeah, that's weird. It was a little bit yeah. weird. What made it more weird was that my mom was like, oh, it's really funny. Like harping on it a little bit. I was like, that made it super weird. Stop, because, <laughs> Stop because leaning into it. I was a freshman. Let's be honest. Even if I didn't believe it at the time. Right. Probably not going to go the distance here. Right. I I always really wanted to name a child Charlie. I loved the name Charlie. Mm. Uh Dustin and I started dating. His dog's name is Charlie. And so I was like, well, I can't freaking name a kid Charlie now. And then I had a boss whose name was Charlie and he sucked. So that's kind of sealed the Charlie fate. Mm, yeah. Kinda, I don't like what about it Charles? Anymore. You can go to the whole phase of nope. Charles. Mm-mm. Chuck. Mm-mm. No, even Chuck-y. worse. Even worse. <laughs> the solution no, is going downhill in a hurry. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the question is how important are names? Because I'm totally with McCall. I think that it's a little bit trivial to end a relationship over the fact that your kids both have the same names. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would be less scratching my head if you were like, oh, you have the same name as like a really bad ex. But even then you're like, hey, get over it. Like you just work through it. If you think they're great, that's what's important. Nobody's right. like, nobody's like, ah, oh, they got a terrible job. They got a crap sense of humor, but their name spot on. Right. It doesn't work the other way. No. AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debated eight on VFX. Speaking of uh, confusion, 
I'm curious if this is just a thing in my family or if other people experience this, but do do people inadvertently kind of become the messenger among couples? Like, is that just a role, like, of the two of you? One becomes, like, the de facto talk the deliverer of the message, the middleman or middlewoman, as it were? Yeah, I think so. Inevitably, does there always become a messenger and messagee in a, in a uh, couple? AJ McLeod, VFX. And what I mean by that is once you've gotten serious and established and made all the contacts with each other's family, with each other's friends, et cetera, et cetera, does one of the two of you inevitably become the one that everyone seems to contact and the other one just gets their information via that one? Um, sometimes. I feel like, you know, what it comes down to is open communication, period, all the time for everything. Like, hey, just so you know, we're going over to my grandparents' house this weekend, right? So whatever that's you know what i mean is that is that the kind of situation you're talking well, about i mean yes but i mean in regards to the fact that like so from the standpoint of the grandparents then would contact whoever you dustin right it's not whoever's it's whoever's Ashley, grandkid it is period so well, like dustin's grandparents would contact dustin we'd go over to dustin's grandparents house my grandparents would contact me whatever it so that does raise an interesting stipulation if it's different. Cause in, so normally what happens with me mm. and what it is now is that it's become the point like my my brother and sister-in-law have now switched to just talking and contacting Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. And so that does raise an interesting stipulation. Is it based on certain individuals? Because I get the idea, but my family's really notorious for doing this. And it's weird because my family's also notorious for complaining about people doing this to them where... I think inevitably it just once once a couple's serious enough, I think you just assume, right? If you text McCall, McCall will tell Dustin. Right. It just seems like a safe assumption that that will happen. Right. So inevitably, I think you I don't think you feel the need to like include everyone in on the text message like, "Hey, for the most part, yeah." Heads like, I don't for you for you for example, or for me like, "Hey, let's invite AJ and Ashley over. We're going to do a barbecue this weekend." Well, I don't need to text both AJ and Ashley. Like, you could, but normally like, eh, well, I'm just going to text Ashley. Right. I'm assuming she will tell AJ. Right. But what's weird about it is in my family, so like that happens, and I'm curious if that happens, if it's just inadvertent, like it inevitably does happen. Mm-hmm. But in my family, my family gets upset when people do it to them. They don't like having just one person as a point of contact for an entire couple. Okay. So it's weird to me that they do it to everybody else. So I was curious if it just inevitably happens that way, that... Everyone else, as a couple, eventually gets to that situation where everybody just recognizes them as one entity. I don't know. I feel like it just is like case by case, like based on your family. Because yeah. for us, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it just depends. Interesting. So maybe it's not inevitable because I think I I just talked myself into thinking, yeah, okay, because, you know, it's a couple. Dustin McCall. Together for eight years. Me and Ashley together mm-hmm. for almost four years. So you're like, yeah, they're just text one, they'll tell each other. Of course they would. Why would they not? And then, but I don't know. In my family, it's weird because we do it to each other. We'll be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm gonna invite my brother and, and his wife to something. I'll just text text my brother. But they get then like my family just gets mad when not everyone's included. And it would seem to be more so to call back to be like, well, if you just share the information, it shouldn't be a problem, right? Like, I gave you the info ahead of time. Right. You just had to pass that along. Right. I don't know. It's weird. So I was curious if it was just an ev- if it was a thing that happened in everybody's family, or maybe you just always sent two text messages just to be safe. You're like, hey, I'm going to text. I'm going to invite McCall and Dustin. I'm going to text both McCall and Dustin right now.
Bam. Bam. Simple enough. I have no argument that I can't be like, well, no, it's inconvenient. It's fine. I got it. I'm just curious if that's how it happens. 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. It is one number, but it will contact both McCall Correct. and myself. So it's not a, it's not a trap. No. I want to be very clear. I don't think that it's ridiculous to have a doomsday seed vault, which does exist. Okay. As far as I can tell, the internet has told me multiple times. That's enough for me. But it would seem likely to me we should establish a few more of those things. Yes, seeds are important. I got that. Don't you think if we're going to make doomsday vaults to save things in case the end of the world comes, we should set a couple of things, other things aside for the future to have? Yeah. You know, like music. Hear me out. If there is a doomsday vault to save every species of seed known to man, I think we should implement that a few other ways as well. Okay. AJ McCloud VFX. So I think it's in, I want to say Norway, but it's somewhere in that vicinity. Okay. There's this temperature controlled, well guarded, big old cement and steel door building that has stored, I think, every known seed known to man. And the idea is that it could survive an apocalypse. So that future generations, whoever survived, could use it and have it for survival. Okay. Now. Smart move. Got it. I think music is an obvious answer. You ain't going to eat any music anytime soon to survive or anything. But if you were to document history in a certain way, I think music would go a long way towards that. For sure. So the challenge is you get one song, one doomsday song, McCall. To say, all right, I want, if there's one song for sure that everyone, like, world's wiped, nobody knows anything about music that it was in the past, I need one song for them to understand how awesome it was, what would it be? Oof. I got to go with I Dreamed a Dream from Les Mis. Musical. Did not expect that. I like it. Well, if you need anything that's going to make you feel a feeling, it's that. That song is, like, oh, gut-wrenching. Phenomenal performance. (laughs) So, no, I'm sure it is. Uh, I actually I haven't seen Limits, but I'm sure it is. I've heard great things. Oh man. So if I, I see- could start crying right now, <laughs> just like thinking about it. It's it's a just mm, beautiful. You know, that just makes me think that that's a that's a good choice because it makes me think you those scenes in the movies where someone hears a song but they've never heard like opera before or whatever Ugh. and they're like I don't know what this is, yeah. but it makes me want to cry. It feels like that's what it's I would that. see. So, if I say Bohemian Rhapsody, it's meh. overdone. I love that song, but Really? Meh. I for for all time. Yes. Forever and ever. That's well, the one question, song. Before I get all upset. My follow-up question is without any context, would people still think it's amazing? Like if the no. world was wiped, we had no knowledge of music whatsoever, and you heard Bohemian Rhapsody. I think people would think the I feel like they would enjoy it because it's an enjoyable song when you break it down like dynamically. There's a lot going on. Yeah, when you break it down dynamically, you think about the harmonies that all happen all over the place, you think about the rock aspect that's brought into it, you think about the more uh classical-ish aspect that you could bring into it and kind of like like it gives you good diversity across the board, but I feel like anybody that listened to it without any context after an explosion would probably be like what the heck was that? What I don't. Explosion. I don't understand what this was. I mean, that's. I. I can't say that that's not a fair point. My only counterpoint would be the fact that it has been number one in, or it's been on the. What it, it hasn't been number one. I don't think, but it's been on the charts mm-hmm, forever. Three different decades, I mm-hmm. believe, is what it is. And I'm not saying the Bohemian Rhapsody before somebody comes and like threatens to blow this place up. I'm not saying that it's a bad song. I enjoy. 
music from Queen. I enjoy Queen immensely. Freddie Mercury was a genius. Rest in peace. Absolutely, like, musical mastermind. Yes. But I think to inspire, I I don't know, maybe it does inspire a certain piece, but I feel like to inspire and invigorate human beings in the future who need to be able to create, it needs to be from more of a touching perspective so they can feel into that and then speak from a cre like from that oh, point that, for creativity. That, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Utah's VFX. You can put one song in the doomsday vault. Situation basically is the world is completely wiped. Humanity springs forth again. And they discover this vault and it's meant to encapsulate like the best or the most touching, whatever you want to classify, but it's the pieces of music you think someone who had never heard music before because it's a brand new era of people would need to hear. They need to be saved for future generations because they are that iconic, that important. What would it be? Utah's VFX, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Pick your social media poison. Let us know what it would be. McCall picked one from Lemiz. What was the song? Yeah, I Dreamed a Dream. I Dreamed a Dream. Mm-hmm. Going with Bohemian Rhapsody. Utah's VFX. The Olympics are going on. What? And McCall has oftentimes made many a people laugh with her opinions on synchronized swimming. Yeah. Which are funny. Thanks. So my question goes the other way. Which sport is the toughest? And I don't mean to win, because let's be honest, we're just the average people that everyone says we need to see in the Olympics just for a comparison aspect. But to actually do. What is the toughest sport to do? Now let's be very clear. There's no delusion of all of a sudden becoming a Olympic gold medal athlete. Though, the Would You Rather Wednesday did offer that as a choice. You can pick. Utah's VFX on our Instagram. AJ McCaught VFX. I just mean physically. Physically, what do you think the toughest Olympic sport is to do? Because, like, I'm not going to run a triathlon. No. But I could do the stuff. That's not like I can't run, can't swim. You know what I mean? But what is the one that is the physically toughest to do? Because I watched diving yesterday. I'm not saying that diving is tough, but, man. It is tough. They're up there, like, 35 feet. Like, that's... Right. Everybody, I think you'd be like, oh, I could, yeah, fine. And then you go out there and be like, I'm doing that. I feel like training-wise, it's got to be, I would go with gymnastics. That one, yeah, I thought I about that one too. Gymnastics, um, just based on all of the practice. Obviously, it's all difficult based on practice and, and all of that jazz. But, yeah. So, I Googled this one because I didn't know what it was. And this one's up there for me too. Do you know what? I'm probably going to say this wrong. Dressage is? No. So apparently it's an Olympic sport. I, I might have said it wrong, but apparently it's the one that's the art of riding and training a horse in a manner that develops obedience, flexibility, and balance. So I think it's the one where the, the horse like bows and stuff. Uh-huh. Equestrian. Yeah, that. Yeah. I, I That one, I feel like it's an honorable mention because it's not even up to me. Like, I, Right. There's there's a whole other part in here. Right. You gotta you gotta figure out how to be able to manage it, and I feel like there's there's so much that goes into it. Like I've got a friend who uh, her name's Megan, and her horse right now, her husband just taught it how to do like that little sidestep thing. She oh. posted a video about it. It's so cool. It's fascinating, terrifying, fascinating. I completely agree. Like, it's, I had to Google it because I was like, okay, I keep seeing this. What in the heck is this? Yeah. That's what it is. And I say that because, you know, there's two other entities. Who's to say the horse decides, you know what, now I don't want to do this today. I'm done. <laughs> you know, I, Good I, luck. <laughs> looking at this, there's one one uh, one of the common questions about it. Is it dressage? Whatever it is. Dressage, maybe. Uh, it's, it's, got that big it's probably Z. just like 
dressage. I don't know. Anyway, uh, no one of the one of the most common questions: Do horses enjoy it? <laughs> it says if properly, if done properly, yeah, they should. It's like fancy horse. Yeah. So like, didn't want to do it like, all the time. Do you like wearing no. a fancy dress? Some people do. Yeah. Fancy horse. It is fancy horse. <laughs> all right, put that one on there. Also, uh, not so much in terms of a couple of the other ones in terms of toughest to do. Not in so much in terms of the skills to do them individually. Uh-huh. But uh, water polo. Terrifying. Would never. I would drown. No thanks. I would want no part of. Like, I, yeah. It is, it is one of I'd the most up. physically violent sports that exist. I'd give up. I remember I had friends in high school who ended up uh, playing water polo, and it was like they'd come out of the pool and they'd be like all bruised and yep. like cut up. I'm like, what the heck happened? Yep. I met someone in college who had played intramurally in high school, and they're like, no one talks about this, but people can't see what's going on under the water. No, it's mean. Yeah, it's mean. Yeah, rugby's violent. <sighs> Pass. Kicked and punched and dangerous. Hard pass. I'll take my chances with the horse. Yeah. <laughs> VFX's Facebook roulette. What do we think deserves to go on the VFX Facebook page today? Could be your post. AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, your friends with us. Well, that's how it works. Call what he got. Well, I ended up landing on a post that got shared by my friend Alyssa. It says, uh, when when medication says do not operate heavy machinery, they're probably like referencing cars, but my mind always goes to forklifts. It's true. I don't know why. The same. Same thing. I never think to myself either, though. I never go, oh, well, this is fine because I'm not going to operate a forklift. I just think, oh, well, good right. to know. All right. Well, guess I won't go out and operate a forklift. I landed on my friend Patrick. It's a uh, picture of, uh, well, it's an adaptation of the Kermit talking to the Kermit meme, the one in the hood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a dog, and it says, but my family is sleeping. And then the dog in the hood says, I said bark. Yeah, that. Ugh. You can win, because that's that's exactly it. <laughs> the AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor, find and add us across all social media, just like AJ and McCall on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, vote for Park Narks. Of course, that comes to its conclusion Friday. And of course, that's pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, where you can also submit your Park Nark nominees. You see bad parking, submit it because one, it's a good thing to do. And two, you know, you get rewarded for doing the right thing. Yeah. Other than that, AJ Shift 7 McCall, it's AJ Ampersand on the keyboard. Uh, and McCall, AJ McCall on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify for the podcast and on Twitch for the after show we do Monday and Friday. Again, some heavy rain is expected this weekend. Thank goodness for rain at all. But uh, just FYI, I think it's, you know, be prepared because I feel like any time that we actually get decent rain, people have flooding issues to deal with. So just if there are preparations, make preparations. Please. Otherwise, uh, turn on your lights when we get that, by the way. When it rains, yeah. Preemptively, yeah. I mean, it's, in, it's, it's coming. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but just when it does, word of caution or yeah. advice. Yeah, yeah. Tell tomorrow for the AJ and McCall show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.